caregiver sathi brings to you conversations with gentle warriors a series of our live facebook sessions where caregivers share their caregiving journeys now in a podcast format to catch them live follow our youtube and facebook pages good to have you here for this conversation um we've had some conversations in the past and i'd like to start with asking you to introduce yourself tell us about you sure so i'm shobhit arora uh, uh my i mean i incidentally happened to know bhavna well from our corporate life and uh, i was in 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 some sense attached to caregiver sathi um over the last uh, one year one and a half years since i got to know about her and i sort of used this opportunity to lean on her as i was going through this journey of uh, my father's uh, um uh, struggle with uh, cancer uh, lung cancer that he was diagnosed last year i wanted to use this opportunity to share my experience also wanted to extend uh, a support uh to anybody for that matter who would like to speak to me in person or on call otherwise whosoever is in this position i'll be the happiest person because that's a contribution i would like to make on behalf of my father take a little while and tell us who you are so uh, i mean i'm a i i'm an ex corporate i'm an ex retail banker i run a startup of my own and uh that's been over the six uh, period of six years what uh, how do you relate uh, with caregivers okay i think it's a great initiative i relate to it because i've gone through that uh, journey and i've i've been a, a, a part of it so i understand uh, what an entity like that can uh, do to the people who are going through that uh, uh, process of caregiving having said uh, let's also face it you know in in this whole journey of caregiving india is uh, reasonably behind uh, uh, the 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 other countries and there are very very few very very little initiatives so there's a lot of effort which goes into uh, the primary care of of the patient and, and and but there's very little effort which truly goes towards the uh, towards the caregiver so i think this is a fantastic initiative in that sense and you know um most often uh, the not the most neglected uh, uh, person in this whole equation happens to be the caregiver so why not and i think it's 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 a wonderful job that this entity is doing and and one of the reasons why i would love to volunteer for this organization going forward so uh, i'm very sorry uh, about transitioning of your father and the fact that you know there was there was pain and there was there was a period of you know grappling with the emotions that come at this stage that not just you but your entire family had to go through but i'd like for you to help people understand so your father had uh, lung cancer and you know take us through a little bit of his experience and journey and that of the family okay so before i jump into it i'll just sort of uh, uh, tell you the uh, so my mom was uh, the primary caregiver and uh, we are three siblings uh, me uh, my brother who's uh, we are in the same city fortunately and that's where the treatment was happening and my sister is a doctor she's with nhs in uk 
So that was really the four of us, of course, our our, our respective spouses and kids uh, who played an active role in in the journey. So dad was diagnosed with uh, uh, metastasized uh, lung cancer uh, in June last year. Um, and uh, uh, when I say metastasized for the benefit of all, this basically means that the cancer has really evolved and, 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 and spread through the plasma into other organs in, of the body. So typically at that stage, uh, uh, also defined as a stage four in, in, in the cancer parlance, uh, at that stage, the choices aren't, aren't really too many. And, and most often than not, uh, it's the time which is, which is attached uh, to, to, the, to the treatment, which is not curative, but uh, palliative in nature. Um, so <clears throat> this was, I mean, my dad was perfectly, I mean, perfectly fine when, when you know, in terms of symptomatically when, when he was diagnosed. And uh, so it was quite a shock for us as a family, um, uh, you know, that something like this. And, and, and then, you know, one thing leading to another before we knew that uh, this was uh, an advanced stage cancer. I mean, initially, you go through the, the various stages. So, you know, when, when something like this is diagnosed as a family, uh, then immediate reaction is shock. Uh, but there is an element of hope that, you know, something, things can go right. And at end of the day, everyone realizes that this is a circle of life. So the question is that, can you get quality time? Can you, how much time can you get? And, and how do you really, how do you really get it? So, and, and, so there is an, a significant element of hope, but at that stage you you're quite weak because you know something is just falling on a lap and and uh, I, I speak uh, to them on on behalf of the most impacted, which is my mother, and 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 it's not easy if you you've, you've been through with somebody for half a decade and 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 you get to know something like this. For, I mean, uh, especially when it's your life partner. So that's that's really how it is uh, how it got diagnosed. Uh, dad was a fighter, so <clears throat> and he was also a doctor. <clears throat> so he, the first thing which he had was to get into uh, the process of what next, and 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 uh, naturally, what are the solutions? And 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 we we started spending a fair bit of time figuring out the next course of action. Uh, and and this is again a very important stage in any cancer, for that matter. So, you know, typically when, when, when it's diagnosed, uh, uh, a doctor will give you uh, multiple choices in terms of, you know, whether or not to, to go with a certain uh, medication, pros and cons of the medication. And uh, also you could have a situation that different doctors could have a different point of view because uh, this disease is still, uh, I would say, at a relatively... Uh, nascent stage from a, a, a treatment perspective, it's still there is a reasonable, or a, there is a significant level of uh, uh, you know <clears throat> trial and error which keeps happening in spite of uh, you know over uh, fifty years of having uh, a treatment on board in the form of a chemotherapy, which has evolved into into many other forms now. So, so that's really how it was. And then we, we got into a certain um, uh, course of treatment. My dad got aligned to it. Uh, he started fighting. At that point, he had not given up. He was pretty clear that he'd fight it out. And let me tell you that there is absolutely nothing wrong in that approach because, uh, 
I mean, end of the day, it's that hope which sort of carries through. And uh, I mean, whether it's staging one, two, three, four, uh, probability, time, these are all numbers. Uh, frankly, nobody knows how much time you have. Nobody knows, you know, how, how it's going to really pan out. So, so he fought through it. I would say till, till probably um, um, two to three weeks before um, uh, September 12th is when I could see that, you know, that is a time when he actually surrendered. So, so that's been the so the <clears throat> the journey for for us as a family. Of course, there's a lot more which I'll I'll I'll, I'll speak as I move along. So, as someone who saw his father, a doctor, and somebody who kind of understood what medical uh, treatment he might be getting, uh, and you were providing the support to both your parents. Uh, and I think you meant half a century and not half a decade when you speak. I'm so sorry. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> so that's yeah. fine. Uh, I, I know because we've spoken before. Half a century is quite a period, actually, right? Um, so I think that um, wanting to overcome uh, the illness or a disease is definitely absolutely crucial, right? the willingness and the desire of the patient wanting to overcome the illness is absolutely critical. So I can quite imagine that that must be very inspiring uh, to, to know that he was, uh, he was keen to, he was keen to, to fight it out and to, and to overcome this. Yeah. Yeah. So, I know that this is really recent and it must be fresh and to that extent raw. Um, but I really respect the fact that you want to honor your dad's memory and you want to do something about this. And that although it is so recent, we are here talking about it in a way that we can actually get this voice out to many others. So sure. I want to thank you for that. And uh, what will help Shobhit is if you can look back at that time, okay, and over that period and recognize. I'd love to chat with your mom at some point whenever it is a good time. But to be able to look back and say, so what are the, you know, how do you see your own relationship, one with the illness, two with your dad over this period of time, and two, how you saw your mom, who was the primary caregiver. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll probably uh, take the second one first uh, because they sort of lead into each other. So uh, mom was a primary caregiver in this case and... Uh, you know the the one thing which 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 goes in this uh, uh, process is that uh, caregiving fundamentally, though there is a primary caregiver, but it's fundamentally when it comes to a family, it should be a shared responsibility. So while mom was walking ahead, we were one of us would at least be always with us, you know, with with her, ensuring that uh, you know she she was never 
left alone or left uh, helpless uh, in this situation. The treatment was happening here with us, and uh, and so you know, and 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 the other thing which we did between ourselves was uh, uh, when we talk about the siblings, each one of them, we try to complement each other. So each one of us had our own own sort of strengths to play on. Um, for example, my my elder brother is a uh, is relatively more expressive and 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 he's better at expressing you know taking care from an emotional point of view while i pitch in when it comes to you know dealing with uh, doctors dealing with other entities which were involved in the treatment process so that was handling the front uh, my brother was sort of taking care of the within the house stuff and 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 uh, my sister who was she she could even though she could shuttle uh, but uh, as a doctor, she could she could keep sort of ensuring that we were on track all the time, you know. So it was a collective effort, supporting the primary care caregiver, ensuring that um, um, she get the required support uh, uh, from her kids to 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 fight this out, and 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 the same applied to to my dad um, as well. Now, uh, with that, of course, I think. Uh, I think the first thing which which becomes very very difficult for any caregiver or even you know any family member so to say to to see is uh, see your loved one going through it. So it's tough, you know, when you when you're when you're really seeing something like that. But then over time, you you have to ensure that uh, you stay high on energy and uh, you stay hopeful because uh, that's what uh, gets uh, transferred to the patient or the person in your family who's, who's, who's going through the treatment. So I think it's important for, for the family or the, or the caregivers to ensure that they, they stay strong, they um, stay hopeful, and, uh, and, and, and they stay positive in this, this journey. And that's what we did. So I think, uh, I mean, we, we've been a well-led family. So from, from that standpoint, I think it's not that this led to relationships coming closer or anything of that sort. Uh, we, 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 I think, fortunately, um, um, very close. So it was, this was just one such moment when we all <clears throat> came together. It's okay to take a moment. Sure. I'm good. I, I think we can, we can move on. Yeah. I'm sure you are. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. So, um, if you were to talk to some other family members and recognize, let's say, um, you know, other people that might be in similar situations, what would your sure. advice be? I mean, the first thing, something which I mentioned, uh, uh, make sure it's a shared responsibility. Yeah. You know, don't just uh, leave it to one person or one individual. Yes. Uh, number two, um, uh, Try to see if you can complement each other. You know, you 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 will realize that you're going to be, uh, I mean, the mo- the most precious commodity at this point of time would be at that point of time would be time itself. Mm-hmm. So how do you really make the max max of it is by complementing each other? You will have to manage your work. You will have to manage the family, your individual families, as well as you have to manage uh, the family member who's going through the uh, the treatment. So so. I mean, there is a significant paucity of time. It's better to sort of work in that manner. Don't shy away from 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 taking support. 
you will be surprised that you know how how people come forward friends come forward and 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 uh, you remember about no we we connected right and and how sunil came forward and 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 he was he sort of spent some time with me and 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 helping me uh, i would reiterate that don't lose hope keep the hope up it's infectious let that be and let's face it you know any disease for that matter nobody knows and uh, that you know what's going to happen how it's going to happen so it's better to have make the max of whatever time you have if at all it gets to that stage or then if it's a stage when you are fighting then make the best of it stay happier it will only help in better recovery right i would lastly also say one more thing that uh, having the right doctor is critical i think uh, and i reiterate that because uh, you know in india uh, it's unfortunate that uh, quite often patients are associated as patient ids and not humans and uh, that factor is is very important uh, you need you need a doctor who can actually walk along with you you need a doctor who can be um even if it gets down to a palliative situation even a 5 minute call with the doctor can actually do wonders for the patient yeah so i think you know because most often than not the only person that we blindly trust when i when we are going through our treatment yeah. is is a doctor let's face it you know we know everyone else is only supporting but the fellow who's actually working on me was going to actually yield into my getting cured is the doctor right so you cannot have a situation where the doctor raises the hands and and and, and that is in my mind the point where the patient gives up so i think that that becomes super critical it's also uh, unfortunate that we don't have um, uh, uh, doctors which are aligned to hospice uh, i mean very very few doctors in india have been trained for hospice that's something which is like very low in the hierarchy so called wisdom needed to to treat and that's my personal view but i think that's important because the way you deal with a patient with a terminal illness is is very different than the way you will deal with a patient tools on a curative path so i think getting the right fitment or right doctor is is in my mind extremely important uh, especially in such diseases so what kind of criteria would you suggest so for example a compassionate doctor or somebody who's going to walk the entire path or somebody who is uh, trained in palliative care and can actually uh, you know look at not just the curative but also um, something that is what will comfort and what will reduce the pain in a holistic manner is absolutely. something absolutely essential so um i i hear that and we are working for example with a few organizations that are now trying to build that capacity in the physician and the doctor community uh and it's going to take a little while because palliative care is not such a money thing indeed that's a fact it will never be um because the orientation it's at logger heads with <laughs> some of the other uh approaches right so right. i know that uh, you know you and i had a couple of conversations and you told me very lovingly about your dad's career and his passion right and i was thinking that maybe we should create a little space right now between you and i where we remember him 
and we honor his memory. So would you like to tell us, start with telling us about his name and his career and what he did? Okay, so that's a tough one actually, you know, because <clears throat> getting back, <laughs> getting back the memory lane is probably the toughest at this stage. Uh, like you rightly said, it's just been a few weeks. It's so. your choice. Uh, if you don't want to do it right now. No, I would just say that, uh, so my, my, my father was a medical doctor before he, he got into public health. And the reason for, for getting into public health is he, he wanted to make uh, maximum impact, uh, which he felt could happen if you are at the policymaking level. Uh, he was, he, he worked with, uh, uh, with multiple uh, international organizations after his uh, career as a bureaucrat um, uh, with with some entities like United Nations, WHO, World Bank, etc. Post which he went, shifted his, uh, there was a point when he sort of uh, shifted his uh, yeah, or, or domain towards uh, 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 towards training and educating people about um, uh, public health was one of the aspects, but slowly he started moving towards the human element of uh, of, of, of uh, managing organizations or otherwise. That's something which which he uh, so from from a point when he was a practicing doctor, he was a public health official to a point when he became a policy. He was working with the ministries on the policy side to a point when he actually became an HRD specialist. He spent a lot of time setting up uh, uh, certain institutions. So I mean. Uh, like Institute, Indian Institute of Health Management and Research. So that's something which uh, was instrumental in setting that institution up. Uh, he, he gave a significant amount of time and that's something which he was associated with also. Um, as a person, uh, he's been an honest person, you know, so he was an extremely honest uh, person, which is why even when, uh, I mean, it's difficult to, uh, to, to for honest bureaucrats to be comfortable in, in, in a setting like that and, and, and which was one of the reasons uh, which, which sort of prodded him to move out of uh, and, and move towards uh, uh, the domain of uh, you know, policy making. Um, he, his primary objective was whatever he does in life, he could make um, um, uh, an impact to people who actually needed it. And that's really what something which I've, I've, I've taken on myself. And, and you know one one thing which happened is that I hope it doesn't happen with too many people. But uh, you know when you when you when you go through the grief, and uh, if that grief turns into a purpose, it makes life much better. That's what I've tried to do, and that's so he has given me a purpose to pass on. Um, he's passed on the similar values in all of us, and 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 I'm looking at this as an opportunity to sort of uh, start focusing on on uh, early diagnosis of cancer, as well as supporting people who are going through um, this disease. So I'm going to be spending my, I mean, my rest of the years towards uh, that, that's some, that sort of a mission which I've embarked on myself over and above my, my of course, my regular job or business, which I do. Yeah, so, so so my father, Dr. Vinod Arora, was a, was a wonderful soul and, and, and let me see how how much I can pay back, uh, or at least do whatever he would have done or he did. Tough one. I was I was I was holding on to it. To be honest, it's tough. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's like uh, uh, you know, 
you you on one hand um, these memories are very sweet and, and and on the other hand you you're trying to sort of uh, running away from it because uh, you want to keep yourself uh, composed and controlled and uh, yeah but i guess over time things will change so i've spoken to you about this before and sure. uh, i'm going to say it again uh, i think this whole business of keeping oneself under control uh, is overrated and uh, i think it is okay to express ourselves i think it is okay to express ourselves uh, whichever way that is comfortable like totally totally appreciate and respect the fact i would have asked you to take his name so i'm glad you took it that uh, this is too new right now it always will remain new uh, i was <laughs> i was watching a film uh, over the weekend um and uh, i there was a moment in that film and it was a film of a relationship between a father and a daughter okay and they were estranged uh, when she was the daughter was very young okay and uh, they met many many years later to share a moment with you i lost my dad 21 years to this day right so it's um 21 years since he passed on and i was watching this film over the weekend and uh it's regular film there are some fun comedy moments and there was one scene in which suddenly you know the 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 father and daughter are having some kind of a fight okay and i just found myself overwhelmed and uh, i don't know so it can overwhelm and uh, but i think it's okay you know i think um it's it's okay to have these tender moments and it's okay to remember and it's okay to uh, share that with people out of nowhere i had this feeling you know and i felt extreme envy and uh, i just looked at gaurav and said uh, what must it mean to have a father as an adult so he was a great man i mean uh, so i mean for every it would be uh, boastful if i were to say that but i mean i think um for every son or father is special but in his case uh, uh, i think he was special to a lot of people and that's for a reason that uh, i think uh, i mean he was he was very high on energy so you know he would, he would he would enter he would enter anywhere for that matter whether it was um uh, an official setting or a uh, a uh, sort of a gathering of doctors or or whatever and 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 you could see he could he could actually bring the entire energy of that place up and uh, i mean uh, which is why when when this happened uh, even though his friends and everyone knew 
and and that, that we were going through a tough battle, but um, I mean, uh, the it did impact. I mean, uh, a, a lot of people. I mean, we had we had so many people who were uh, we unfortunately couldn't be at Jaipur. That's really where his most of the ecosystem was. But uh, yeah, it was difficult because we were trying to hold ourselves, and then there were people on the other side of the phone who were who were you know uh, obviously uh, elder and 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 so it was tough. Uh, but yeah, that that's the way his charm was. That that's the way he was. So, uh, <clears throat> so extremely charismatic, um, extremely charismatic. I wish uh, even some portion of it, if I had taken, I would have. Uh, maybe I have. I don't know. But uh, that would have probably taken me through a long way. A great soul, a very honest soul, a very wonderful person, a very caring person, a very loving person. I think. Uh, I mean, he did everything for his kids. For him, it was a priority that uh, you know, anything may happen, my child should not suffer. So that was that's how he lived his life. I mean, he would barely like most of the parents in that generation, but um, specifically in his case, he would never ever uh, focus on his interests. The priority was 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 our interest uh, as a the father. I mean, yeah. so. That's how he lived his life all through, and uh, uh, and he wanted to. I knew that he wanted to do a lot more. I knew that. It's just that we couldn't. How would you like to honor his legacy? What is the purpose that you have defined for it? Like I said, um, so anything where I can make. Uh, an impact to the lives of people by making it better for them uh, would be my endeavor, uh, and that's that's really something a purpose that I've I've sort of earmarked. And whether that's in the form of of, of uh, treatment of uh, working towards early diagnosis of cancer, or whether it's about helping people who are going through it, or whether it's about any other initiative like yourself. Uh, I mean, I would love to uh, be make whatever little contribution I can. And I know that uh, that's really something which, um, which he would be, he would appreciate and, and, and or rather truly appreciate uh, uh, to see happening around him. So that's, that's really what, what my uh, objective will be. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Shohit, um, the fact that somebody who has gone through the journey uh, and has been a caregiver, has seen a loved one with a particular medical condition, yeah. makes them what we call an experienced caregiver or somebody who is an erstwhile caregiver. Yeah? Sure. Uh, it's very important that you are a part of the community that you sign up to say, I would like to share my experience and I would like to companion or partner with people who might be going through this right now. Sure. Because the kind of um, empathy and the kind of support that you can provide given your life experience sometimes might be more powerful than an expert doctor as well. True. Yeah. So um, 
I think that uh, creating a little presence and joining the support group meetings or, uh, you know, having, uh, finding a way to be present to some of the other caregivers can certainly be something that at least we could definitely uh, look forward to, whether it is you, your mom, or whoever else in your family who could be uh, a part of this. Sure, sure. I do want to uh, also ask you if you would be um, would be okay to share if mm -hmm. you thought that you wish you did some things differently. Is there anything that comes to your mind that you feel um, I wish I did differently? Oh, that's a that's a very tough one. <laughs> So not too many uh, things, I would say, because, you know, uh, the approach that we took uh, is, uh, okay, let me step back one more. Uh, for people who go through a fight uh, for uh, something like a cancer, uh, you will hit a decisive point every three months or mm -hmm. four or five months, depending upon the way the disease is progressing and the way, you know, typically, and that is nothing but a frequency of, of scans, the way medically oh. they happen, right? At each point, these are pivotal points, your decisions could take things in whichever direction. And I'll come to that why and how. So what I learned over time uh, was that when it's, as a caregiver, it's important to ensure that the uh, the patient, for the lack of a better word, uh, has the most optimal quality of life mm. and a balance of that with the quality of life. Mm. You cannot make life miserable mm. just because it's going to give you an extra few months, you know. Yes. Because end of the day, the patient or the person who's actually going through the trauma uh, it's it's a tough fight. It's, it's I mean it's not an easy one. I mean it's I mean we honestly watching it itself is painful. Forget about going through it. So I think that balance is is very critical, which is where a a, a good doctor comes into rescue because that person tells you that hey, um, these are the pros, these are the cons. We should take this path. As a family, it becomes extremely difficult uh, to do. In our case, it was a little easier because. Uh, I mean, leaving aside the fact that we, we had the right doctors, but uh, my father and my sister being a doctor, a lot of decisions, they were, I mean, at least in the early days, dad himself was a part of a lot of uh, decisions. So they, they took that. So no regrets on that side as such. Uh, regrets start when the patient has lost the decision-making ability because now the dependence is on you. Uh, Anything, the impacted party is the patient. The deciding party is you. And you just observe, you know, and, and that's tough. So I think the only regret we have is that we would have preferred if we had spent a little more time in Jaipur. That's really where he, he belonged. That's really where his entire circle was. And he was in Delhi with us just because we were here and the treatment was happening here and the disease was diagnosed here. Uh, it's something we wanted, but medically it was not possible. Mm. Now, 
whether we blame it to that or otherwise, but that's a regret. You know, we wish it had happened. That, you know, he could. Uh, beyond that, I think, I don't think so. And I, I, I truly believe uh, one should also not not take that path of, 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 of figuring that out because uh, all that it's going to give you is more pain. You know, you, yeah. you feel, hey, I wish I had done something like this. You know, it, it, it's just not, it has no value today because you never know whether that path would have been the right path or not. And that's just how and plan B for you, you know, at that point of time. So, so that's it. So that's one thing which didn't happen. But otherwise, I think we did everything. We used to sort of be, once we, as a family, decided that, you know, there's something like this is happening. We, we sort of huddled up. We had as many happy moments as we could. Um, we used to, I mean, I think uh, even, I mean, and that applies to even our spouses, I mean, our kids, Everyone came together. It was like, it was like, uh, you know, it, it, it was an extended, a very long farewell happening. But uh, just to give him as much joy as we could, which is what we tried to do. And I think, I think we 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 we, we did it to the best of our abilities. So, once again, no regrets on that. I love your philosophy of. Uh, you know, looking at it like saying that it's not regrets. Um, I um, I really wish, I, my question was actually, you know, what would you do differently? Not really regrets, but I like what you're saying very much that this whole idea of I wish I could do something differently is just the beginning of a regret. You know, it's sure. a way in which you will uh, make yourself miserable unnecessarily because you really don't know what that other approach would be. Sure. Were there any conversations that were hard to have? Oh, man, that was, uh, but not not within the family. Mm. Um, I would say within the family, it would have been just because, you know, there are times when, when emotions are running high and, you know, uh, you want, it's like, uh, you know, typically, you know, husband-wife scenario when, you know, husband wants to do something for the child and the wife wants to do something for the child and they are arguing. So it's basically like that. The entire family is together. He said, we should do this. The other person said, no, we should do that. And they just talk, sort of talking about it. But that's not really, that's more of an argument. That's the point of view which, which, which the family gives. But the toughest used to happen was uh, with the doctors. And unfortunately, I had to bear the brunt of it because I was the one who was sort of front-ending. And so from the time of diagnosis, ultrasound, CT, at CD further. So, I mean, facing them was really, really tough. I think uh, uh, because, you know, especially when the news is coming to you, you know, mm-hmm. when you happen to be the carrier of a bad news, I think uh, that that's tough. I think. Otherwise, so, so then you sort of uh, try to translate it. Yeah, that's true. So I'm going to ask you, how would you like to remember your dad, Dr. Vinod Arora? Mm-hmm. Tell me, what are your thoughts as you sit here today? How would you like to remember him? Slowly. I mean, it wasn't easy for me. I couldn't have been as blunt as doctors were to me, to my mom. Right? So yeah. you have to sort of push it out and then sort of slowly, uh, slowly get uh, the message across. I mean, 
and yet ensuring that they don't lose hope because you know that if they lose hope, the game is over. Yeah. It's gone. So, uh, you know, that that's really uh, a very delicate uh, balance uh, one has to keep. Uh, so, but you get stronger with time, you know. You, you really, I mean, that, that happens. Anything that was hard to pick up with your dad? It was. I think uh, with, with dad, he didn't really... Uh, we, we obviously shielded him a lot because uh, even the doctors, because even the doctors, all the doctors were like very, very considerate about the fact that there is a senior on the other side and they would be extremely careful and cautious and all that. But I think uh, the toughest was to see a hope in him. That was tough because, you know, uh, on one end, uh, you're dealing with doctors who are telling you that, you know, this is the time. So that that's a little tough, you know. So basically, you know, uh, when when we saw him sort of um, hopeful, but doctors or the, the disease had taken over, I mean, it was tough that, you know, there is somebody who's willing to fight and somebody you love so much. Please don't be sorry, Shohit. Um, I come from a place of love and affection for you. I have known you for more than 20 years now. Uh, I... Um, uh, I know I must be like behaving like an old person, <laughs> but uh, I have some very fond memories at the time that you joined uh, the organization that we worked for together, Standard Chartered Bank. And yeah. uh, I have this image of, you know, this group of young boys, men, young men who were hired. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, no, absolutely, which is probably the reason why I, I could so easily converse with you even during the days of crisis, you know. Um, and I, um, I have said this to you before and I will say it again, which is that um, holding back uh, has not held me in, in good stead. <laughs> so uh, if you can find moments of expression and moments of relief, uh, it's good. And so... Yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, just one more point on that. Uh, uh, so I did uh, spend a lot of uh, time on, uh, or rather, I try to, I meditate. I'm also, I, uh, in, I'm a part of a Buddhist practice that also sort of gives the uh, strength. Uh, I also uh, follow certain spiritual leaders. So the whole idea is that, uh, you know, when you look at um, life in totality and uh, or rather perpetuity, then you just start feeling better about uh, the whole experience and, 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 and it gives you the strength to, to carry on. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, I've been... I mean, like typically most of the men are trained not to be shedding tears in public. So I think that is a baggage which I carry. It's going to be difficult to to take out. Okay, so what you, but by simply saying that you have taken the first step <laughs> in my mind. So I think that's fine. Um, I don't mean to push you, but I sure. just need to... Um, hopefully create a space of protection that you feel comfortable uh, whenever, uh, as is appropriate for you, uh, 
uh, and and that's okay. Sure. I'm very grateful that you took the time today. Is there something you would like to say as a closing remark? Well, I would just say that, uh, like you said, Bob, now sometime back, and uh, also what I've figured out uh, in this journey, that uh, for people who have actually seen uh, uh, this entire uh, uh, stage of caregiving and beyond, it's not easy. Uh, I would, uh, all I would say is just be hopeful, be strong. And uh, I would be happy to hop on a call or a, or a video call uh, if anybody. I'll be I'll be probably the happiest person if I can make some positive difference, even if little, to somebody's life. Uh, 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 trust me, if you do that, you're not doing yourself a favor. You're doing me a favor by me following the footsteps of my dad, to whom I'm dedicated this interaction. Absolutely. I'm feeling so bummed that we are in two different cities. <laughs> uh, grateful that, of course, thanks to technology, we are having this conversation that I wish that we were in the same room and I could give you a big hug. And uh, grateful, uh, moved, touched by, uh, you know, how you're going along. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. If you can identify with this story, please share it with others who care for someone and help them share too. The feeling of being understood, not being alone, and access to support is what keeps caregivers going. What part of this story connected with you? Do you have a story to share? Do let us know. Mm-hmm.